When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, everybody. Russ from My Hammers 11. Hope you're all safe. Well, if you channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon. Yada, yada, yada. You know what I mean. Um, we'd like to thank our channel sponsors, Untuck It. Check them out in the description below. Uh, today is the first. The first time I think I've done a Hammers 11 with a jumper on. I'm so cold. So apologies. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't turn my garage heating on this morning too late. So it's so it's taking its time to warm up. But anyway, anyway, it doesn't matter because the, the conversation is going to be going to be heated and so we're all going to warm up anyway so it's okay um today's guest um is ian but you might know him more as his pseudonym hammers poles how are you doing how are you doing man all good all good like you say it's freezing out there but uh, yeah, keep it nice and warm indoors today yeah exactly no i am doing no trips outside at all today i've got my i've got my i've got my uggs on <laughs> that's how cold it my mugs my male uggs i call them my mugs on that's how cold i am you know and i'm in i'm in essex so i'm allowed to wear them you know they, they distribute you're just up the road as well aren't you you're in hornchurch or something i certainly yeah. am certainly yeah. am. where are you based in i'm in romford rush green oh rush green yeah. not too bad yeah that's very very close um you could probably see my house because it's the one if you'd opened the door and it's like you know like in the northern lights where you see like the lights that's like my house because there's so many bloody christmas lights outside of my my front door that you can see it from a mile away my house it's really funny um but uh, how are you man how are you in this weird time we live in now yeah it's been good well it's good to be with the family and that uh yeah. it's been a tough time personally uh lost I'm now into my third job in the last six months so yeah it's been tough times but yeah it's football's back and uh you know yeah. keeping up over the football yeah it's, it's it's one of those things wasn't it when it when we had that time where there was no football at all um and it was really really dark and then as soon as the football came back everyone went hey you know it was, it was for the nation it was quite good and i think also on saturday you know we we got quite a lot of coverage didn't we from the on the news and stuff about obviously london stadium being the first to welcome fans back in yeah, and it absolutely. seemed like it was you know a 
another step in the right direction. Do you know what I mean? I loved it. I loved it. I found it a little bit emotional, actually, I'll be honest, because like, you know, for the best part of 15 games, best part of sort of half a season, really, or a whole season in essence, really across the two, across the two seasons we've had um, recently, there's been no fans. And so, you know, there was no response, you know, you play bubbles and there was nothing. And, you know, they were singing back and it was like, oh my God, it was only like a small amount, but because it was so quiet anyway, they amplified even more. And, you know, something which I don't think anyone picked up. I think it's the first time ever that we've walked off a pitch in recent history. We've walked off the pitch having lost the game and the fans were were singing bubbles at the end, uh, which was lovely. And the fact the players went over and, you know, cap them and stuff like that but it was really really nice and it's a start in it it's a start yeah, and exactly. getting back um, to normality yeah yeah and i think it you know in some respects i'd rather i'd rather it not necessarily be all about the premiership you know i think it's all about you know it's better for the you know the audience of this world and, and the dagman red bridges of this world to get two thousand fans in or up to two thousand oh, fans yeah. in the west end ladies as well and stuff like that um but mm. like i do say it's probably costs more for Premier League clubs to have those 2,000 fans in and not have those fans. And it's true. There was a lot more staff. There's a lot more catering and, and yeah. stewards and stuff. But fuck it, innit? There's nothing we can do about it. I think we just got to start moving forward with it. So yeah. well, now the vaccine's here, obviously. Hopefully it's all going to be hopefully. pushing forward a lot more now. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, the first ones were this morning, weren't it? Delivered this morning on, on live on Good Morning Britain. <laughs> Exclusive from. <laughs> exclusive, you know, injection. That's probably a first. They've had a uh, an exclusive injection. But um, no, yeah, it's all good. And, then, and that'll be a quiz night question, won't it? Because it was delivered to a William Shakespeare. In Warwickshire, so, yeah. In Warwickshire. So that's going to be like a quiz question. A bit like when the first ever test you baby was um, yeah. and who it was. It's going to be one of those ones you need to remember from going yeah, forward where was you <laughs> yeah where was you who was the first person and what what connects him with the the, the playwright from from stratford upon avon yeah but um, no it's good it's good it's a start man isn't it? it's a start so um, yeah. and, and you know regardless of what happened on saturday that that 15 minute blip you know apart from that and the newcastle game the boys are doing all right and we're seven oh, take that yeah. amazing yeah i mean challenging Spurs almost like happy days. Yeah, it's like we are the you know after you know we're no longer the the one that's at the you know, the London club at the bottom of the table. It's Arsenal at the moment. Right? Oh, no, it yeah, yeah, How yeah. It's brilliant, isn't it? It's so funny. It's yeah. so good just because just in terms of entertainment value and Arsenal fan TV, that's why I just enjoy it because they're yeah. kind of absolutely apoplectic <laughs> at the moment. It's like. You don't know how lucky you are. You don't know how lucky you've been. Yeah, you've had a bad season. 16th, we'd have taken 16th every season in the last three or four seasons at the moment. But uh, yeah. it'll be yeah. strange to see if we kind of, you know, we don't obviously don't want to keep losing, but, you know, are they going to, someone's going to bound to say it at some point, let's, you know, take the fans out again. <laughs> we seem to do yeah. better with them. Yeah, exactly. That was Trevor Moisey, weren't it? When he obviously went, um, you know, self-isolated and we won those two games. And, um, you know, when he wasn't playing, when he wasn't the manager and, uh, well, the manager at the ground. But, uh, no, it's, yeah, it's great to see. And as you said, if you t- told us at the beginning of August that we'd be seventh by Christmas or by December-ish, we'd have taken you out. I think, oh, yeah, we're eighth now. Are we seventh or eighth? I don't know. No. Um, it doesn't matter. In the top ten, We'd have yeah. taken, we'd taken you, bitten your hand off for that. So, um, yeah. considering our run, so 
yeah, it's all good, man. It's all good. And yeah, long may it continue. I hope that we uh we've got I hope the bounce comes. I hope we have a bounce on Friday. Yeah. Um because that'll really, really ruin my Friday night if we lose. Because yeah, tough game though, Leeds. They're a good team. It is, it is. But also, you've got the added parameter of the first thing you need to do is check what tier they're in. Because, <laughs> you know, Ellen Road with 2,000 fans is a tougher game than Ellen Road with no th- no fans, I think. Yeah, sure. Because of the, the tightness of the. And also, you've got to think some of the bigger, smaller grounds at the moment, then they're, they're not in the able to have i'm thinking like burnley's and people like that who aren't allowed to have fans just yet but 2000 fans in turf mall will make much a bigger difference than 2000 fans in old trafford for example Uh, and i think that's why you look at the league table and everyone down there is in a tight ground so to speak um you've got burnley got west brom you got fulham you got sheffield united um those bottom four are all in very very tight grounds and i think sheffield united yeah. case in point they were they were flying high last season before yeah COVID. i know it's amazing they're down there yeah could have happened to a nicer club though yeah. <laughs> it's so much that he's still he's all like he's still eight <laughs> clubs or something that happened it's like when uh when neil warnock came back you know for, with cardiff and we were all chanting there's only one carlos tevez oh yeah <laughs> oh, I love West Ham fans for that, but it's all good. Um, but yes, yeah, so long may it continue, Ian. Long may it continue. But uh, and how's everything with Hammers Poles all going well? Hammers Poles is good. Yeah, we've got. Um, well, tonight's the night we've got the Football Content Awards, so we're up for best in social tonight. Brilliant, fantastic. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll do well there. Up against ex WM employee, unfortunately, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> So that'll be a second then. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Uh, have you dusted off your, your tuxedo? Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> virtual will, tuxedo. Yeah, this will be going out to the next day, so you probably either in victory or you're in defeat. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Um, no, it's good to see. And yeah, I mean, it's 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 great. I love the hammers poles. It's um, oh, it's really it's really really it's a different way of doing stuff, isn't it? Really, I think. Um, yeah it's um yeah i mean we, i had a, my own channel itself my, like my own account but it wasn't really doing much so i wanted to kind of a, a shoe in to channel my interest and my hobby yeah. <laughs> and so yeah it was just about the same sort of time when the polls sort of started out on twitter so i was like okay well, let's marry the two together and uh, yeah. yeah it kind of took off yeah it's good man it's all good yeah it's good fun it's good fun um so he says the first question, not nine minutes in. I'm getting better at these things now. I'm going to get much better. Um, why West Ham, and Why is it your club? Why are you a hammer? That's the question okay. I want to know. Okay, so probably not the most conventional routine. Uh, parents weren't very sporty. It wasn't football mad at all. So it was more of a, a school friend's uh, best, my best mate at school at the time. Um, he was a big West Ham fan. Yeah. And uh, in fact, my first football match was actually a, a QPR game. Uh, I went to his his dad at the time was a big QPR fan, uh, and we took us both to uh, QPR versus El Ali of Egypt. <laughs> Maddest game I've been to. Like they all turn up with all these drums and you know horns. Like wow, this is amazing! I really want to go there. Obviously, like I say, my mate was the best. Uh, was a West Ham fan, so I kind of just followed him. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. His his dad took him to West Ham QPR games all the time. So, yeah, my first West Ham game was a West Ham versus QPR at Upton Park. 
um, and from there on, okay, the rest is history, as they say. I was I was hooked. Hooked yeah. It's true, isn't it? And it and it doesn't matter. And that's why I love this show because this whole channel because everyone has a everyone's story. May you know everyone? It's all personal in terms of how they got their journey to the the club. But once they're in the club, they they don't leave. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, exactly. it's like a, a little cult. But it's true. It's like everyone's. I mean, my 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 journey was was very very laid out for me. I didn't really have a choice. Um, and for some people, as you said, like your mate was a West Ham fan, so you became a West Ham fan. Some people literally switched on the telly in the 1980 FA Cup final and West Ham Arsenal were playing, and they go, I like uh, that one. Yeah. And a split decision, decision um, you know, has haunted them for the last 40 years, you know. But, yeah, exactly. uh, so, I, I mean, I've been from East London myself. It was obviously an obvious choice, but, I mean, yeah. it could have gone two ways i could have gone leighton orient or even uh, where i lived actually dagenham and redbridge played at the bottom of my roads um they were at the time wolfram avenue yeah uh, i did then move so i was following them for a bit but then like i say kind of went with a bigger team and thought yeah west yeah. to take for me <laughs> indeed and then when, obviously once you're in you're in aren't you really it's like there's no it's like one of those things where you blink and you open your eyes and it's like 35 years later and you go, how did that happen? When did, yeah, that, exactly. when did I, how am I still here? Because um, <laughs> yeah, I ask the same question all the time. Uh, why am I still here? But obviously with all the, um, you know, doing stuff, the hammers poles and stuff like that, you obviously interact a lot with, with fans, um, a lot with obviously the YouTubers and stuff like yeah. that. And it's just, and I, and I'm, 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 I'm a, yeah, I'm a pup, really, in relative terms to other people. Um, I've only been doing it for six or seven months, but um, but you've grown uh, so quickly as well. It's really good. Well, yeah, I mean, it's I, I, a lot of people have helped me out in the way, uh, you know, and and, and again, that, that, that's what I was going to come to. It's like you know, in terms of the West Ham family, really, and so you know, you by interacting with a lot of fans yourself, you know, you you really know about the fact you know it is really a family yeah. club the community it's not really about the football yeah. um i think I mean, Hard's I, got it right when he said yeah i was gonna say about the family yeah so um obviously we had had the account going for a little while yeah uh, and then sort of green street hammers kind of picked it up uh, yeah. and they were doing their sort of radio blogs and uh, they were talking about my polls i was like oh wow this is fantastic um, and then from there on, American Hammers picked us up as well. So, yeah, yeah. like I say, it's all a, the community kind of coming together. And it once is. that was on board, it then, yeah. You're totally right. I think, you know, I know we, we laugh when Pards did it at the time, but, you know, we are more than just a football club. Um, and that's, that's really – and I think that's epitomised by since we've been in lockdown, really, because – um everyone sort of pulls together and you know you see the interactions on twitter and 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 facebook and stuff like that and i mean the other day with the the, the lady and a and a flag do you know what i mean you know it's like yeah. you know it's a little you know, a little thing that means a lot to her well, bless her yeah. she put like a reward up didn't she yeah uh, being found by the security team and you oh, know they found it, yeah. yeah they found it yeah it was on oh, the thing was last night the the secu- um, west uh, west Ham security found it and uh returning it to her now and stuff like that it's like little things but i don't see chelsea fans doing that or or, or leeds fans or arsenal fans they're too busy tearing lumps out of each other yeah um, totally. oh it's just like and it's stuff like warms your heart warms the cockles of your heart and now being part of it i can really appreciate i think i was really naive to west ham's fan base before i joined did, did this thing these are american hammers i mean those guys are bloody nutters you know um 
we've had I don't know, the Indian hammers, the Singapore hammers, you know, Hong Kong, you know, all over the place. Um, and just absolutely crazy. And, and the American ones even more. They're just mental. It's just absolutely mental. Like the Fresno irons particularly, I always talk about them because they are just like crazy. You know, they go to away pubs for away fixture. So yeah. if it was like a Chelsea away, they'll go to the Chelsea pub in Fresno. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. But as as West Ham clips say, you know, clip says we are we are effing massive, really. Yeah. In terms yeah. Of fan base, and you know more anyone. Yeah, I mean wherever you wherever I went as a kid, I mean I was always wearing my kit, and you know, whenever I was on holiday, everyone said, "Yeah, come on, you hammers," and like, yeah. It's wherever true. you go there's a west ham fan it's true it's true my my wife hates it because i literally like if there is a, I, I think i've got i'm like a sniffer dog i think for, for west ham fans it's like if i can smell a west ham fan from 20 yards you know around a pool on holiday or whatever when we used to have holidays that was a nice time that yeah. Was. Well, um <laughs> yeah exactly then uh yeah I'd, I'd sniff them out and obviously my suitcase would be full of old shirts and stuff that's what i did so um yeah, no, it's funny. It's like the other day, I went to go and get my car MOT. Well, it wasn't the other day, it was a few months ago, but went to get it MOT'd and like literally around the corner. And the mechanic was a West Ham fan. And we were chatting about West Ham for about 40 minutes before he gave him my keys. And I literally drove back to my house around literally a five minute drive, got out of the car. This old boy across the road didn't even break pace, didn't even break a stride walking past me i opened the door you must have clocked the shirt and he just shouted out still outside no one have we and like didn't, he, didn't even turn around and acknowledge me but just shouted it and that's what you need to say we've yeah. been social distancing for years west ham fans um yeah oh, it's, oh, yep yep that's it done um, yeah and i can't wait for everyone to get back because that's the thing oh, i think yeah oh, be amazing, wouldn't it? oh it'd be it'll be really really special when everyone's back and that yeah. and they're matching bubbles for the first time Especially yeah. if we're still top 10 as well, that would be amazing. Hey, here we go, yes, hopefully. Uh, and, and who knows, it may well be before the end of the season. Who knows if the the vaccine, you know, does its thing and, you know, everyone well, behaves. They're talking about 10,000 coming back like sooner as well. I saw, yeah, I read something about that. I was like, let's, let's, let's walk before we can leap a little bit. But um, yeah. <laughs> it's like, especially when some places haven't got any fans and some fans are already planning. I mean, you know, you know, whatever people say about the new the London Stadium, it is perfectly set up for these types of situations. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, you know, I, you know, well, it's and, and they've done fantastic in terms of when I've been talking to other well, talking to journalists. I'm not journalists, but talking to journalists there um, who are covering the game, they have some nightmares getting into other grounds, other Premier League grounds in terms of the COVID procedures. Um, yeah. They're really good. London Stadium were really good. Um, yeah. How did it look as they were all spaced out? Were they? Were they I mean, I think they looked really good. So obviously, they had the majority in the in a uh, Billy Bonds lower, and and then they had sort of the corporate guys um, in the corporate seats, and I, I can't really see them. But the uh, the the Billy Bonds ones look really, and, and I think I think we, Ken Hammers uh, said to me that um, they seemed a lot more evenly spaced out than other grounds. Okay. Um, and that's the thing, we could never have done that at Upton Park, yeah, definitely never had the tightness of the grounds, the um, just like getting in and out. I mean, the fact is that they're all over there, they you don't have to go anywhere near that bridge, yeah. all the sort of the journalists and stuff, because we're all on different tiering systems based on like um, 
access to the the pitch and stuff so he's like you have red amber and green and so i'm amber so i'm not pitch side so i'm amber so like my floor manager she's she's red so she's she has to have like the, the tests every couple of i don't know how, how often same as the premier the footballers themselves whereas obviously the fans I imagine they're amber as well because they had to fill out a, a covid sort of questionnaire and do the old temperature check and that's what i have to do so okay it's all good it's as i said it's and i can see how easy they could wrap that up easily yeah. they could wrap that up um particularly at the moment because obviously at the moment they've got the top tier the billy bonds is all set up for rainbow laces um that's only that's this week and next week so um, everyone has a home and away fixture which i never knew until i spoke to jim the other day from pride of irons um he mentioned that and so you know that that could be taken away and you could almost have the top tiers as well you know and mm-hmm. yeah we'll see man we'll see but yeah. Uh, yeah as long as as long as the boys doing it right i don't think anyone cares how many fans yeah are no, exactly so. yeah. happy to watch them virtually if we continue the good run <laughs> exactly exactly that's what that's what's great and it's true it's funny isn't it and when you're watching the games vert you know on, on telly um do you watch it with the crowd noise on or off I'll just watch it standard, yeah, crowd yeah. noise on, yeah. Yeah, it's sort of become a bit like white noise, isn't it, now? Yeah. yeah. It's a bit jarring to start with, and um, and now it's. I always listen to it with the crowd noise off just because I love listening to, <laughs> like, Kevin Nolan and all them just shouting, like, literally for 90 minutes. Very intimidating bench we have, a very intimidating Yeah, Nolan on there. <laughs> oh, yeah, even Moyes, and yeah, he's got, like, a, an Alan Irvine, they've got, and Stuart Pearce, and and old uh, Dave Billows, the sports psychologist guy there. Um, they're all just like real, like big, brash people. And they just intimidate. I, I, if I was playing for West Ham and these guys are shouting at me, I, and I know that they can, they know I can hear them. I would be like, okay, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll do it. You know, you don't want to go in at half time and and not be performing because they'll be rip, ripping shreds out of you well absolutely yeah and it kind of you know gives you confidence they've got a bit of passion about it as well and you know, i was okay. talking to a man united fan yesterday and he said if only Solskjaer would have done that it's good to see a bit of passion from your manager rather than just sitting there monitoring what you're doing and then yeah talk to i'm always a fan of tracksuit managers do you know what i mean yeah. Play managers who wear a tracksuit rather than managers who wear like that's true with Pellegrini. I thought with me, one of the reasons was he was always <laughs> the one of the reasons was because he wore a suit, but no, he's it's that, that that sort of precipitates the type of manager you are, you know. Yeah. Whereas I think Moisey, you know, the fact is he's there, he he watches, and I'm a, I'm a real advocate for managers watching the players warming up, and he does that. And the only yeah. other guy I've seen do that is Klopp. So Klopp will literally stand on the on the halfway line, watch the opposition train. He always does it at West Ham, yeah. and so obviously he can see who's got if anyone's got a limp or anything like that. You know that's what he must be doing. But Moisey does it as well. You know Moisey's there, he's looking at the opposition as well as the team, and I love managers to do that because that's part of the job. That's part of your job, Absolutely. making sure your team are warmed up. Um, and so yeah, he just because he looks like he's just ready for action. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He looks like, and that's why it looks like it literally just like give him the ball and have a go. I think yeah. it's that Villa game, I think Kevin Nolan wanted to put his boots on and have a go. Well, I was going to say, yeah, Nolan could almost be a you know fifth substitute. Oh, yeah, because you imagine he'd love it, wouldn't he? He'd absolutely love it. But then he'd probably get a yellow card so he couldn't do it over Christmas. So yeah. that's why I thought he was trying to do the Villa game, get himself banned for three games, and then he'd, <laughs> and then he'd have Christmas off. Like Andy Carroll. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think Andy Carroll learned from Kevin, to be honest. But uh yeah, oh, bless him. 
Oh, but it's all, I, I, but it's that sort of that. I just think it's it's. Uh, I don't think I think it's starting to get more credit. I think now, Moisey, in terms of the the background, the backroom staff he's brought in, because they make a huge difference, a huge difference. And I think yeah. it's an area which we never really properly looked at. I think you know it's always about the manager, but actually the manager is is the, the spearhead, and it's the rest of the team around him, and he has yeah. got himself a proper little unit there. Um, yeah, yeah, they are. I mean, when you look at previous regimes previous manager regimes the backroom staff i don't think people could really apart from maybe julian uh S- steve clark when he was yeah. zoners, it's not like people they know but now he's like you know he's the backroom staff yeah exactly um, i mean certainly like under village i mean you and uh pellegrini i mean you couldn't pronounce half the names that were there no, no yeah i didn't know who they were and they're they no, were just or nameless faceless people weren't they yeah. Oh, it was a masterstroke bringing in Nolan and, St- and Stuart Pearce. Absolute masterstroke. Yeah, definitely. And it's just, they understand the club as well. And I think that's the important thing, isn't it? It'll be giving yeah. people there who, you know, want to do well for the club as well. Yeah. Um, get everyone sing off the same song sheet. Yeah, totally. Absolutely, totally. And I just think there's there's a real, and what I like about it is the club are doing, like, releasing loads of, like, videos of them doing training and, there's a lot more training videos and behind the scenes videos. And obviously yeah. a lot of that's precipitated by winning uh, and putting out, you know, if yeah, we've exactly. won, we put that out. but still it shows us a real togetherness with the squad. Yeah. Uh, and I think everyone's picked up on that now. And it's, yeah. it's lovely to see. It's lovely and to likewise see. on Twitter as well. You know, I mean, yeah. that can be a, such a minefield, but you know, everyone, like you say, everyone seems to be pulling together and supporting everyone really. Yeah, Honestly, much negativity. I mean, you know, might get the odd, the odd one or two, but yeah, everyone's positive at the moment. Yeah, Long way to yeah, 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 they are no, exactly. And it's just, as you said, like you know, it, it just seems that you know we've got a team at the moment who, you know, I mean, that's the one thing West Ham fans want. They just want a team who are going to put their art and soul into the game. And yeah. to be honest, to a man, pretty much they they look like they're doing that. And yeah, they got just look quite shifting, don't they? Just literally yeah, quite shifting on the pitch. That's all we ask, isn't it? It's not our fault if you're. It's not your fault if you've been picked to play and you're not technically good enough, you yeah. know. But as long as you have a go, I mean, you know, that's why we love people like Colton Cole and Ian Dowie and people like that. They yeah. had a go, you know. They weren't technically yeah. the best players; they weren't war beaters, but they had a go. They, they played for the, played for the shirt. Yeah, that's all we ask, isn't it? It's not a hard job. It ain't a hard job being a West Ham player, I don't think. You just have to put it in, put it, put a shift in every game, and run about, and you know, and, and occasionally you get those players who have, you know, that uh, that work uh, ethic, and then have some skill as well, and those are the ones you need to cherish, yeah, because um, <laughs> they don't come around very often. Um, speaking of that, in a nice segue, um, let's talk about the the old Hammers eleven. So. Obviously, Ian, we've had seven we've had on the channel bar three people have given us an 11. So the, the the whole idea is you can pick them based on whatever criteria you want to pick them on. But the only rule is you have to be alive to a scene and play. Um, and so obviously, if we didn't put that in, then everyone would probably pick the same 11 pretty much, I think. Um, and actually, it's quite interesting because when this comes out the day before, um, I, I did an update video. Um, where I took, we were almost at 250 um, interviews. So I sort of said, okay, right, 250, which players are the most picked, you know, and if we were doing an 11 of the most picked players. And there's a yeah. few surprises in there. There's a few surprises yeah. in there. Um, because obviously the different generations we've interviewed and stuff like that. So yeah. very interesting. So um, 
that's what we'll do with you, Ian. So okay. let's start off in, and you can pick whoever you want. Does that be the best players? And yeah, it's your eleven, man. It's your eleven. We've had, okay. I mean, Green Street Hammers. We had Henry on here, and he picked the London Stadium Calamity eleven, for example. <laughs> so as you can imagine, with Henry. Um, right. So who's going to be in goal for this team, then? And that's the question we'll ask. You. Okay. So I mean, my eleven is based on you know people that I've watched growing up. Uh, and obviously players that I've enjoyed watching as well. So that's sure. kind of my criteria. So goalkeeper for me, I would imagine pretty standard for most people, Ludo McCloskey, um, top Czech goalkeeper. Yes. Field yeah. that goal, saved us on numerous occasions. and was... Usually gets Man United. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> that, that infamous game that he uh, stopped him from winning the title. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, there was. A, I heard a rumor that someone mentioned it that that then Fergie was look when they were when Schmeichel had left, they were looked at Ludo as a potential replacement at the time yeah. for about five minutes. Um, <laughs> in that probably that if we if we get if we get him then if we get to this situation again he ain't going to cost us the title again I'd imagine. But uh, <laughs> yeah, top top bloke, lovely guy. Um, we're actually doing one of our uh, appreciation nights on Thursday. Um, of, on Ludo, so that'd be oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, we go through his career and show some highlights, and then we have a bit of a panel discussion about him. No, yeah, I love Ludo, lovely bloke as well, lovely guy. Right, okay, so Mr. McCloss go in. Uh, who is who's next? Can you go through the team as you've got them written down here? Okay, so uh, yeah, growing up, I was always a sort of a defender myself, so I'm going right back, uh, Tim Breaker. Timmy uh, Breaker. Yeah, yeah, I kind of, I kind of modelled myself on, on him when I was playing. <laughs> Timmy Breaker. Uh, he's one of those players that everyone spells his name wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember who, who told me how to spell his name properly. It's going to really annoy me. But someone did, and uh, so I'll make a point. I've always make it, make sure it's always spelled properly. No, and he was, he was solid, wasn't he? And he was one of those players yeah. I, I don't think I appreciated at the time. Um, he was just the name of the team sheet really when I was young. Um, but watching always- back. So I could say, yeah, he always kind of made the runs down, down the yeah. wing as well. He was always supporting the attack wherever he could. So, uh, Definitely. yeah, that's kind of how I played. Yeah, but also he was like, he was just solid, absolutely solid. Um, and watching a lot of the, the Robert Banks, um, when he's, bless him, he's putting up the, the, the end of season reviews, and they get taken down, he puts them back up again. Um, Tim was just like, yeah, he was like a real sort of modern day right back really yeah marauders forward got forward quite a lot a couple of goals yeah. chances um a top guy and and we've got um we've got a i do these sort of silly game shows we won't mention we won't mention hammer shots here but don't worry um, <laughs> <laughs> we did, like my game shows um we do we had one we do we've got a couple coming up with ex-players which i thought was a bit different and tim's and we've got tim on one of them and he's huh? brilliant. Oh yeah, so funny. He's he's yeah. real sort of dry sense of humour he has. He's a lovely guy. Um and they all are lovely in that area. But um yeah. Yeah, he's just a top top guy who I didn't appreciate. I told him that actually when I interviewed him. I never appreciated you <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> oh thanks, right? <laughs> After they had to take that, it's like yeah, just the name of the team sheet. And I was like, Shut up, Russ, shut up, shut up. Yeah. Well, well, I had his number on my back all the time, like when I played football. So yeah, that's kind yeah. of why I put him in there. Good shout. Right, Timmy's in. Who's next then, man? Uh, let's go uh, Julian Dix, the left back. Mm. I imagine pretty standard Dix. for most people. Yeah, Julian. Yeah, top bloke. And again, I mean, he's like, he was one of those people, I think, you know, he he does appear a lot in, 
in in play in teams 11s um fans 11s of of course he does because he was like he like transcended a few generations didn't he Cause with like two different spells yeah exactly. time um and it's funny there's certain players who do transcend you know whether you're talking someone who like me i probably saw him you know i was i was i started going i was like 92 93 people saw him before people saw him afterwards and he's like he was again as a player left back wasn't particularly glamorous but he could just run a game from left back didn't he really yeah. Crowd yeah. Well, you know what i mean it's like yeah i mean he kind like, of epitomized kind of west ham i remember one game particularly he um was at liverpool in the Littlewoods Cup, it might have been at the time. We're playing Liverpool 4 1. Tony Gale scored a free kick, and I think just before the free kick, Julian Dix had kind of got his head cut open or he got a kick in the head, and that's how Tony Gale got the free kick. And I thought, yeah, man, he can just run through walls. That white guy, he's just like, yeah, yeah top man. He was brilliant, really. Yeah. yeah, Tony Gale did mention that he scored a free kick several times. <laughs> 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 I remember that game. It always sticks in my head. So one that one of those two reasons: Tony Gale's free kick and Julian Dix getting his head cut open. Yeah. Well, it was like you know, if 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 the game was a bit getting a bit dull, it was almost like Julian took it upon himself to get it going again, didn't he? So it was a, a you know, kicking John Spence in the head, or it was you know doing a thirty-yard ping, or he just seemed to know when to. He was like a conductor. Of the, yeah. of the crowd in the game you know and literally one tackle one really bad tackle would get everyone up on their feet again would get the players up and it would just galvanize us all um yeah totally. incredible, ability, incredible ability as a player as well um all right julian's in who is next then okay, so um rio ferdinand center back yeah mm-hmm. classy defender kind of he was the rolls royce when he at the back yeah. and uh, sort of play the ball out from the back as as you'd expect a, a classy centre half to yeah he was absolutely exceptional wasn't he exceptional yeah. player and he was just like and I think with Rio I think I mean I see Rio like in two stages that Rio when he was playing for West Ham and probably up to Leeds I'd say as well was the sort of bringing it out from the back marauding you know then obviously went to united and fergie turned into a into an old school defender really and he, he lost a little bit of that i think which was yeah. a shame obviously when on who can we say went on for an incredible career but you know it would have been nice thinking about it retrospectively if he kept did more of that you know like like Bereza used to and and bobby moore used to as well you know just like yeah. Um, well, he was class. He, he was labelled as the new Bobby Moore, wasn't he? When he when he yeah. first arrived on the scene, it's like, okay, yeah, this guy's class. Such, a, such an accolade and such a, you know, such a label to have as well. And I mean, we've had Anton on the channel and stuff, and maybe Rio one day. But um, yeah, it's just a, just a class class act. And it's yeah. like that crop of players. I always see Rio still as a West Ham boy. Um, yeah. All the others, I don't. Maybe Joe. But definitely Rio, I see still as a West Ham boy. Um, yeah, I mean he left, you know, not under a, you know, any sort of. Crowd, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, he he left because he was classy, and uh, yeah, we all kind of like, yeah, he done well for us. Off you go. That's fine. Yeah. We're happy with him. It's a bit like Declan Rice esque, isn't it? Really, like in Absolutely, the summer, yeah. like lit, not pushing him out the door, but like, oh, if he wants to go, good luck to him, and hopefully he'll do well. Yeah, he deserves it to go to Chelsea or da da da. Um, it's funny, isn't it? With some players, it's like it, it, it's the way they they put themselves well, in. Isn't it? So, yeah. 
Um, I mean, Deck never came and never said he wanted to leave or anything like that, but we were literally yeah. picking him out the door, you know. He's like, off you go, mate. Go on, good luck. Yeah. Good luck to you. But uh, thankfully, yeah. nothing happened. Um, right, it was okay. just the same that we got uh, Rigoberto on with the Ferdinand money. That was all. Rigoberto on and Titi Kamara, wasn't it, yeah. I think? I think we played, I think it was Leicester away was the first game they played because I remember going to that thinking, oh my God, what we got here. Um, yeah, Ricky Bird's song. Thankfully, his cousin was a lot better, Alex, but um, yes, <laughs> he was a class player, Alex. Yeah, was, yeah, was right. Okay, Mr. Ferdinand, uh, uh, one more different. Are we playing four at the back, I'd imagine? Yeah, four at the back, four at the back. So, yeah, to compliment sort of uh, Rio, let's go for the tough tackling James Collins. Oh, that's a nice duo. Yeah. Japan, Again, yeah sort of compliments yes. <laughs> very much so yeah very much so and it just yeah it's nice to see him on the worst name on the live stream the other day um at the ground with, with chris and uh, and jack and colton at the live live from london stadium but uh yeah he still loves the club then he stares his, yeah. it's just it's a shame you can't have a testimonial let's let's get that it is a shame it's a shame it'd be nice it, i mean when everyone's back it'd be nice for him to you know it's it's an open goal, really, isn't it? To get him on the pitch at half time yeah. or pre match, saying goodbye properly with the scarf yeah. over him. That's what he wants to do. Um, yeah, or just be an ambassador for the club. And yeah, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a great team or whatever. Exactly. I mean, they've, they they they. I mean, you know, even with I know mean, he's got the old soccer his soccer school and stuff, and you know, nowadays every I think every uh, academy level age level has a West Ham ex-professional in their setup. So, you know, we've like people like Zavon and and and, yeah. and, and Pot Potsy and Kino and and Kincheski's around there as well. And you know, it's it's great to see. So yeah, you would imagine there he there's a place for him somewhere at the club. Yeah, you would have thought so. So yeah, that's all good. Right. Okie dokie. Uh, James Collins is in. Let's move into midfield then. Okay, let's go centre midfield. Um Similarly, I've got a, a flair player and kind of a tough tackler in midfield. So we've gone for uh, Ian Bishop to start oh, with. Bish Bosh. Bish. Yeah. Big fan. Brilliant, brilliant player. Just, uh, yeah. Again, class. You know, he could hit yeah. a shot. He could ping a ball. Uh, yeah, he was, the, he was the playmaker in the day. Brilliant, weren't he? Absolutely yeah. brilliant. He was well above his time. Well, you know, they, you know he, was, he should have, you know, he would have, slotted into the premier league now wouldn't he really in terms of easily yeah yeah and he's just brilliant and again he's one of those players he's very similar to to um to collins in that he still loves the club and you know he, he did a thing on um on Irons united with, with mcaveni the other day with still and uh with still and anton which was brilliant and you know bish he's a lovely guy and still loves the club and interacts on Twitter really nicely with people. Yeah, uh, yeah he did a question for us as well. That was really good for on. Oh, yeah, actually did a question for us. So, yeah, I much appreciated that. I was like, well yeah. done, bitch. <laughs> no, yeah, he's a lovely, he's such a nice bloke, as you said. He's And I like his five pints in podcasts with him and his sons. Are quite, it's quite funny as well. So, that no, is good. Top man, top, top yeah. man, Bishop. He once, um, he once did... Um, do you remember when they used to do like prank shows where they used to get people like turn up at people's schools and they'd have like hidden camera shows and things like yeah. like booms about and stuff like that? Yeah. He did one at my school with my brother, um, and it had it starred Dave Benson Phillips. Remember Dave Benson Phillips? <laughs> it was it was at my school, and and uh, I don't know how Tom got, how he got invited. My brother did it, I think, because he used to do some stuff for uh, an agency, and so they needed someone. 
and uh, and yeah, turned up to the second. It was in an art class, and Dave Benson Phillips like bowls in, going, "Hey, where's Tom Budden?" Oh, yeah. he's like, "Oh, Tom, I heard you're a big West Ham fan. Do you know who this guy is?" And it was Ian Bishop. Oh, it's Ian Bishop. Oh, and then we went onto the onto the onto the, onto the, onto the, the what was it like a playground thing like a concrete thing we used to have there and they were doing like tricks and like you know doing like little drills it was really funny and it was such we spoke about it on the on our when i interviewed him and he, he thought it was hilarious because he, he didn't he remembers it completely and oh, really? uh, yeah because he was like oh, i didn't know what to do I, it was like my first proper tv stuff it was like i didn't know what to do it was like really weird but uh, it was very 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 sweet sweet man right okay bish poshes him um who's next man uh yes yeah, so, uh again growing up martin allen was always a fan favorite of mine and uh yeah i just thought he was he was good on the pitch made me laugh as well with his celebrations and uh yeah he scored some great goals as well yeah let me just put him in uh where is the mad dog i'll find him no he's a top right top right and funny enough the, the when i do the game show with tim breaker martin allen's one of the other contestants as well and so yeah um <laughs> He's brilliant. Isn't he? he was just, yeah. it was that period, wasn't it? Um, like Bish, like Martin Allen, like Monks. You had all these, all these real personalities, which yeah, were, exactly. which are still as big personalities as they were then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Martin Allen still plays the mad dog. You know, when we when I interviewed him, he see, I didn't realize, but he was eating a dog biscuit all the way through the video, all the way through. And it's only at the end I realized it, you know. <laughs> And he just not and he, like when we had the when we did the uh when we did the game show, uh, he phoned me up about an hour before. He went, I run, hey, dude. I said, Yes, yeah. so I talked to him for what we do. And he went, Can I be silly in this? And I said, Yes. And afterwards, I thought, like, after we recorded it, why the F did I say yes? You could be silly because he was just a night, absolute nightmare for the whole like, typical night. And I remember, um, we had him on the pitch once, um, at the old ground and um jeremy had interviewed him and i think he'd enjoyed the older corporate hospitality a bit too much like in the first half and i remember because thomas hitzelsberger he was a good player wasn't he? Yeah. He, he scored one of his like one of his bombs you know to put it, yeah exactly his hammer shot the hammer um into the top corner and jeremy asked martin at half time he's like what did you think about thomas's um first half performance he went yeah it's weird isn't it because the last time a german came to east london he bombed the place <laughs> <laughs> so from then on we haven't interviewed martin allen on the pitch ever since <laughs> funny that isn't it? But yeah he's a top uh, yeah and funny story he's he's um uh his carpool buddy when he was at west ham was kevin Keane. could you remember them two oh. Imagine them two like real poles apart yeah the m25 every day um <laughs> kev didn't realize didn't know how he could how he did that for god knows how many years as well but yeah um top top guy yeah Matt. right okay mad dog is in who's next man okay good segue there uh because yeah kevin Keane is my next player <laughs> <laughs> that happens so often it's really i, I apologize but if i keep you know, there he is good yeah, i mean there's so many wingers that could have chosen but as i say growing up kevin Keane yeah I, I thought he was a really good player on the wing there yeah no he's yeah and he's he was just like one of those um he, he was so integral to that that sort of team wasn't he he was just yeah he was kind of an unsung player yeah. as well wasn't he? he didn't really get a lot of credit but i thought he did really well for us yeah he did he played he played hundreds of games for us as well um 
and he was in one of the and he's in one of the kind of the quiz nights as well he wasn't in the one with Alan, martin allen but he was in the other quiz night and uh yeah he's, he's quite a clever lad quite a clever lad old kevin key uh, as you could imagine um and yeah, oh, it's good to see him come back to the club as well and uh, oh, you know, not, not only the coach but you saw him manage it a little uh, yeah for a oh, dinner as well, so. yeah i think we went through it we uh, he's been he, i think he's been in every position in the coaching staff at west ham yeah we went through, literally, apart from kit man i think he's done everything else you know he's done every sort of age group or pretty much most age groups he's done obviously assistant managers he was first team coach and he was obviously caretaker manager for a few games as well yeah so. exactly airplane and uh, yeah, yeah he doesn't I'm, really get the credit for what he's done no, for the and, he's, and he's, he's bloody good at his job because he wouldn't have gone to liverpool yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and so he's he's bloody good at his job, and you know he by his own admission he's saying yeah this new crop of under he's under 18s isn't he coach? He went this new yeah. crop. There's some really good players in there. There's some really good, and I think we've seen a few of them come through with this. When we played Hull, we played Charlton, we had like people like Ashby and people like that, and Alessi. You know, we had there, there does seem to be some some good academy players. Yeah. You know gonna progress to the next level in the next couple of years and and by the sounds of it there's another load underneath them so yeah, we'll hopefully more can bring them through then and uh, yeah exactly yeah. exactly and have uh and probably probably mark noble will be on the on the coaching staff by then so no, you know, they are he's there aren't he? he's going to do some coaching isn't he? yeah that's what kev said yeah i asked him the question directly and he went yeah well he's been he's bloody good at coaching because obviously the kids look up to him don't they because yeah, to them exactly. he's been yeah. at west ham if they're 10 years old or even 15 years old he's been there all the time since they've been alive you know it's weird for some people like declan rice as well i mean declan rice martin a was be at the club as long as declan rice you know since he was there at 14 you know what i mean it's it's um it's mental to think of it but uh yeah. but i mean i'm going to go back to james collins as well i mean it's good to kind yeah. of have these kind of ambassadors if you like to have for the totally. kids to look up to oh totally because you know and, and just that but also the 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 knowledge and the wealth of understanding in terms of what it means to be a west ham player um you know and Moyes knows it himself i think in one of the early press conferences this season he said when they're talking about players he's good he wants to bring in and he's like i mean i'm only going to bring in the right players who understand what it is to support west ham, to play for west ham yeah. and you got a sense of that with people like Bowen and Suchek and, and Sue Fowl. You know, these yeah. guys know how to put a shift in and um it's starting to filter back through. Do you remember like as you said, with the with the people like like the Bish era uh, and 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 Mad Dog and Keno, they would you would not ever question them all putting a shift in. No, absolutely. Um, and 100%. so it seemed to be getting back to that time. It'd be nice to see. But obviously the it, times are different, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, Bish was there, I don't know how many years he was there. Mad Dog was there for a long time. You know, Keno was there for a long time. Um, but as long as we get that mentality, I don't think people necessarily mind the fact that modern games moved on. If you get three or four years out of a play, you've done well. Or a yeah. manager nowadays. But, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. but we'll put Kevin Keane in. Who is next, then, Ian? Okay, so again, uh, yeah, sort of following on from that discussion there, sort of Joe Cole. Came up through the ranks. Yeah, uh, you know, I was, everyone was excited by him. I remember reading the papers that he was going to be the next big thing, and, and indeed he he went off. He was and went on to do good things. He was, yeah. It was one of those. It was just. I mean, I always felt really sorry for him. I think it was probably about the age of twelve or thirteen, wasn't it? People started hearing about this kid. Yeah. Uh, it must have been tremendous pressure on him as a as a, oh, as a, have, a yeah. lad, you know, and. Obviously, we signed him on. I remember we signed him on the pitch, didn't we? Uh, when he was yeah. sixteen, 
I think it was Chelsea as well. We played Chelsea that day as well, which I thought was quite ironic. Um, yeah, because I remember Jeremy sort of bigging it up, you know, saying, "Oh, you know, you'll you'll tell your grandkids when when you remember Joe Cole signing." Like, Bloody hell, this poor kid, you know. But he was that good, really. He was that yeah. good. Yeah. Um, and I mean, yeah, it's all about putting labels on people. You know, we said about yeah. Ferdinand early being the the new Bobby Moore, yeah. and like I say, Joe Cole putting a massive pressure on him early doors. He was like the new guess, We're doing it again with Declan Rice, aren't we? He's kind of doing it right now. Yeah, but I think with Declan Rice he's he's like you know now he's obviously played over 100 games for us 100 premier league games for us i think he's established now isn't it so i think oh, it's nice yeah. to to give him that that mantle but with joe cole he was like you know barely had started the game i think he was still playing for the, the youth team and they said this guy's the next paul gascoigne it's like yeah. bloody hell you know what i mean it's like i'm rio and this guy's coming in as a kid and he's gonna be the next bobby moore it's like oh and similar to, to to the way Rio, I mean, you know, obviously Joe Cole, I think it was Joe Cole was a, the truest Joe Cole when he was at West Ham. Um, by his own admissions, he's always said he's been a street footballer. And that's how he played when he was at West Ham. He was like yeah. a, a free role. And now you don't get free roles. And at Chelsea, they sort of put him on the left and Lincoln put him on the left and um, never really sort of got to that level, I think, that he could have got to um yeah and he never really worked out the second stint year as well because i think no i think it was more like right yeah it was a, it was a, it was a, a book it was like the, the bookend wasn't it it was like a full yeah. stop a last chapter which he thought yeah. he, he still thought there was more to you know just to say goodbye a little bit but i mean yeah it still was joe cole you know he still turned it again still played a hundred percent out there and a few you know few, that man united game particularly in the cup um no yeah top top yeah. guy lovely bloke um right joey's in who is next in here okay so yeah ultimate fans favorite decanio yeah 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 pdc yeah absolutely goal of the season goal of the century against wimbledon yeah it was funny we interviewed uh we interviewed him for you and and he takes full credit for that goal <laughs> how's that <laughs> like, what that's like did you take the pass did you do the pass it was, no and he went on to explain that basically uh paolo was and this was like he's like this is exclusive russ i don't think i ever told anyone this like, okay brilliant um so he apparently paolo for some reason started doing this 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 sort of double kick thing in training on like the friday no reason for it he just started doing it and he he skied quite a few he got a couple um and then everyone was going in and he made ian stay out and some i think it must have been some youth to youth team kid um, literally for about two or three hours crossing balls and he was nailing and until he started nailing them and apparently when he scored the goal at liver uh, against wimbledon he then runs down the touchline after he's done the like you know i can't do no more yeah. he runs down the touchline and and says and points to ian and says that's for you that's for you i, I, haven't, I haven't seen the footage but who am i to judge and it sounds plausible so yeah. um but he was just a magician, wasn't he? An entertainer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maverick, Maverick, wasn't he? He was just yeah. unpredictable. And that's kind of what that was good about him. He was just fun to watch, wasn't he? He was just like, yeah. in the same way that, you know, that Bish and that, that era. And then the year, that was the year before. But obviously going into the, the new era with Di Canio and Sinclair and, and yeah. Ian Wright. Yeah, we had some great players. And... But it was just exciting. Football was football was in is an was entertaining then. Do you know, I, I always find it a bit bland now. Um, 
that sort of lack of characters um you know social media and just the fact that they're now you know professional athletes means they're a bit more sterile if that makes yeah. sense yeah um he was definitely but, a character and that's oh, kind of what you want isn't it, on the pitch you know he's gonna yeah. row with you if you're having a penalty and he wants to take the ball off you yeah exactly <laughs> that's kind of what you want isn't it sometimes oh, it's yeah, gonna, you, do. It's like you, you want to go into a game thinking what power Kanye is going to turn up yeah. you know is it going to be the amazing player is it going to be the petulant child is it going to be a combination and you hope there'll be a combination of both because yeah. then you get entertainment on and off the pitch and that's when it was really exciting yeah. it was a really exciting time to be a west Ham fan that was um entertainment perspective because that's what it should be we should be i mean even now we should be entertained you know now we need entertainment more than anything at the moment and 100%. imagine them not playing oh yeah. and you probably still could as well <laughs> Oh, he probably still. If even if he couldn't, he'd probably still want to play. Yeah, that's how much he um, he loved the game. We're playing at the uh, you know the Mark Noble testimonial. It's great to see him on the pitch. Then that was just a, yeah. a great thing. And the, I remember the Tony Carr one as well because he played ended up playing on both teams. Yes. You know, yeah, yeah. Tony Tony got him. I remember we interviewed him and he talked about Paolo and he said, "Yeah, I got him to do the first half, and then I came, I went for a cup of tea, came back, and he was he changed shirts. He went to play the second half for the other team. It was like, all right, <laughs> you know, absolutely." <laughs> brilliant man um right okay so pdc is in and who's he going to partner that last piece of the pie yeah so uh growing up this was my my first uh player that i kind of got a, there was a poster on our school wall um, he had a soccer he had a soccer school uh, <laughs> like, i'm gonna have that when when that when, that, when they don't do that poster anymore i'm having it it was a, a tony cotty soccer school yeah like, tony cotty he, i was kind of yeah he was my striker that i kind of watched and followed for quite a while yeah top guy TC yeah. and top guy he yeah. scored 100, 146 goals something like that yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Got i remember a classic one as well um one of the games i remember it always sticks in my head against forest uh yeah. it was three three and he did this like amazing bicycle kick at the, the far post like, oh my god that's amazing <laughs> yeah i know he's uh, what i liked about tc was and again, as a player, you know, we talk about the, how, how modern, the modern day's finish has changed. Um, Tony Cotty, I don't think would would you know his his type of like fox in the box striker, striker, yeah. you know, true striker. You don't get any of them nowadays. I was talking, I was talking to someone about it the other day, and like you look at the top strikers, you look at like Vardy, and you look at. Um, Kane. I suppose Defoe was kind of the next one, wasn't he? Yeah, really? exactly. He was yeah. probably the last. Yeah, maybe. Man, then we had Hernandez. We always thought he was going to be the no, next team, but it really worked out. And then since then, there's been no one really in the Premier. Even someone like Danny Ings, who used to be like that, has sort of developed his game to be more of a forward rather than a striker. Yeah. Um, but I yeah, suppose no, Kingston was a little bit like that, wasn't he? Yeah. He was a yeah. Yeah, he was, and it, obviously him and him and uh, him and Johnny, the, the, the partnership they brought together. But it's like you just don't get that in the modern day now. That sort of you know, you think every all the big teams now they haven't got a poacher. They've got you know this sort of you know sort of it's a forward rather than a striker now, isn't it? They're yeah. forward. So you know, with the exception of some, well, like I said probably Defoe, he's the only one playing now. He's, you could say he was a bit like he's. Yeah. he's Cotty-esque, but he was a great and again, you know, massive West Ham fan, and you know, to score your debut against Spurs and oh, he's just like you know, it was proper Roy the Rovers stuff, wasn't Absolutely. it? Really? Yeah, so yeah, he came up to the ranks, and that's kind of what you want somebody to play for the shirt who knows what it's all about and you know, lives totally. and dies with them. 
Yeah, he die hard West Ham, and yeah, you got get you have to get his stats right with Tony because he lo- he loves his stats, and so like I, that's why I know it's one hundred forty six goals because well I hope it's still is one hundred forty yeah so yeah, I hope it's still is um, because when we interviewed him I said all these stats he went, oh, I think I had a uh, seventeen claps instead of eight rust apart from that very good you know it was like or something like that I really well, eight instead of seven eight instead of, I did one it was the England caps I said it was one hour I was like oh come on. And I said, I think you're on the bench for one of them, Tony. He's like, no, no, no. Eight, eight England captains. But no, he's a top bloke. Um, and it's funny, looking through that team, a lot of them are in the um, are in sort of the the, the collective 11 that I've put together. Sort okay. of yeah. So, it's, yeah, it just, it, it just but those people stand out. You know, those type of people yeah. stand out because they've been around for so long and they made such an impact on people across generations. I mean, TC as well. He had, the, obviously, the two spells. So, you know, people yeah. saw him in the eight, you know, in that famous, obviously, the famous season, boys of 86. But then, obviously, when he went and came back, a lot of people then saw him. I saw him play. I never saw him play. Obviously, I wasn't there for the 85, 86 season. All the one before, which not a lot of people talk about. Um, but I was there for the, you know, for his, his comeback, you know, and uh, he, he spoke very candidly about that, actually. And, you know, because obviously the first time he came back, he got booed, didn't he, when he was coming yeah. through? And um, that really, really hurt him. Um, we well, got sent off, didn't he, first game? Yeah. <laughs> and so he said that really hurt him. And so he never really contemplated going back until the Tony Carp testimonial. Yeah. And, no, it wasn't. Sorry, it was a Bobby Moore, Bobby Moore match, um, and he got applauded on the pitch because they, they had everyone lined up, I think, and they individual from each club, and he got applauded, and then that started the cogs. And it's in, it's interesting. Yeah, I love all those uh, funny these little stories. But um, uh, Ian, man, it's been it's been lovely. It's been lovely. Thank, Thank you. you so much for your time. We finally right. got it. Finally got, got yes, it in the can. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, man. So I appreciate your your time, and uh, obviously everyone, you know follow hammers polls you know you're, you're probably already doing it but make sure you do always some good questions on there and and uh and yeah and uh i might put a, question. Shot me a question yeah i will put a question up there but i know i'm going to lose to sean weaston so but as long as i beat adam franco that's all i care about but anyway exactly. um, <laughs> until next time for me and Ian, uh thanks for watching everyone off youtube spotify whatever give it a like give it a share and for me and ian take care everyone stay safe wash those hands cover your irons and we'll see you again very very soon take care everyone Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.